Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Good evening. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we were back with Horror on the Orient Express, where we left you, the listener, slightly on edge. I hope you've been enjoying that, by the way, because the payoff has arrived. But before it does, we'd like to thank all of our listeners and all of our Patreon supporters who do so much for us, including giving us some fantastic ideas for what we might do with our investigators during a bout. And we'll get to see some of that play out tonight. So we'll start with introductions to my right. Hi there, this is Mike, and I play James Robert Fraser, who was hiding in the shrubbery when suddenly kaboom. Indeed, suddenly kaboom uh, to Mr. Fraser's right. Hi, this is Raina. I play Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy, and I did start the fire. You did, and unfortunately, it's still not out yet. At the end of the table. Hi, this is Giles, and I'm playing Simon Griffith. And while Simon's not aware of what's going on, Giles is really scared to hell about everything that's going on about him. You have every reason to be afraid, sir. That is the purpose and point of this story. Uh, To Giles is right. Hi, this is Miranda, and I play Maggie Bellinger. And I don't think we ever landed on last episode if we were drying my clothes or not. Oh, I mean, the ambient heat, I'm sure, has dried some of them. Last, but certainly not least. I'm Martin, and I'm playing Richard Courtney. And uh, Richard's happy that Maggie's uh, been warmed up a little. Hmm. I'm sure he is. He may regret it in our story tonight. So we're going to raise the curtain on a deserted roadway outside of Trieste. As five, maybe six shapes are huddled around a car. And there has been a very powerful explosion of fire from Lady Elizabeth, something which all of our investigators were witnessed to. Really much of your brains are still on fire for any number of reasons, which we'll get into shortly. But I'm going to start, Simon, with you and... As you, again, stand up from this freshly killed black shirt, you turn your gaze to the men, not too terribly far down from the car itself, who were heading towards you to investigate the screams of their friend. You see them walking towards you on fire, and then you watch their legs go out from under them. They crumple so many piles of sticks you can hear their voices call and cry out and it's at this point that 
your compatriots begin to try to recover from what they've seen. And some of them very deeply see, seem to be moved by what's happened. Can Simon walk up to the two burning gentlemen on the ground and put them out of the misery? Certainly can. He's going to take his hand gun out and execute both of them. All right. The rest of you, those of you who are in the middle, midst of such a midst of such a terrible, terrible mental strain, barely perceive the pistol shots. They're sort of in a different space. They're over there. They're not really here. Professor, you are running. Where are you running to? Does it even matter? Well, it does really. Um, I mean, the last place he felt vaguely safe was probably Anton's farm. So I think he's just going to that barn there was there was something sort of slightly comforting about the hay and the kittens and that would be a safe place to go so Richard's just gonna back back off to Anton's farm go ahead and roll a d10 for me we'll see how long your bouts last for eight very well you begin to take off it's at this point Mr. Fraser that the world collapses around you the fire all of the energy that was put out to try to keep this from becoming what it has become. It seems like such an utter waste. Fraser just kind of stands up in in the bushes at the side of the road. With his arms by his side, he's got a gun in one hand, stares first at the burning men, the smell of flesh seared in the fire in his nostrils. Looks round, sees her ladyship standing there with her cane in hand and watches for a moment. Richard starts running down the road, running towards and presumably past these two black shirts who have been so badly incinerated. He just sort of staggers back up onto the road, looking round the faces from one to another with an expression of of just utter shock and disbelief. What have you done? It's trembling. Lady Elizabeth, this is all terrible. And it's very clear to you now what's brought all this on. Misguided faith by the Italian people. Clearly misguided. Oh, and uh, if Mr. Fraser, if you would roll a d10 for me, please. That's two. Oh, all right. So Lady Elizabeth is standing there holding, holding my cane, shaking my head. If only, if only you knew the truth. Should have known better. Really should have known. Can't save you now, though. Just sort of start tutting under my breath a little bit. The bodies are still on fire as is most of the immediate forested area. And that is a concern for you, Miss Bellinger, as to go wherever it is the professor is going, he's running headlong down the side of this forested area by the road, hoping against hope to get away from what's going on, but he's running clearly directly under several several 
trees which are alight. Maggie starts screaming after Richard, her only concern really being his safety. I can't let anything happen to him. How fast is he running? I don't I don't know if Maggie could catch up to him. If I can get in the truck and I can I can get to I can get to him faster that way. Yeah, you could certainly attempt that. Really, you're willing to do anything at this point. Is I need to get to him to him quickly. I need to get to him as fast as I can. Is Maggie generally faster than Richard do, I think? Oh, without question. Then Maggie is just going to run Richard down. Yeah, you you do so. You know, the the oversized suit coat around you sort of flopping in the breeze as you head down the way. Simon, at your ear, you hear a voice that says, all this could have been prevented, you understand. All of this. Spit, I don't have time for you now. Get back to your cave. Jim, where are you, Jim? Mr. Griffith, I am no spirit. I don't know who the feck you are, but Jim... Don't lose track of Miss Bellinger, Mr. Griffith. You wouldn't like to see what happens if you do. Speaking of Miss Bellinger, would you like me to roll my d10 for rounds? I absolutely would. Three for Maggie. I should probably do that too. So I rolled a 10. So you're running. And Lady Elizabeth, you're sort of tisk tisking all of the chaos and madness around you, sort of just staring off with a bemused look on your eye, like, all oh, of this is just so silly. Like, all of this that they've created, that they've done here, there's a reason for all of it. And they're not willing to pay attention to the wisdom that exists outside of their own little book and their little pages. And you're sort of beginning to mumble these, we'll just say, afterthoughts, which is beginning to fill the area here. So Simon is specifically looking for Jim at this point now that he's taken care of any threat. I mean, Jim's standing on the edge of the room. Yeah, he's just right there. He hasn't moved. Jim, are you okay? Am I okay? You stupid fool! You and the others! Look what you've done! Look what you've got us into! Jim, this won't stand! This won't stand! Fly at Simon in the Fury. Fantastic! So, gentlemen, I believe this calls for a rousing game of fighting brawl. Simon is not fighting at the point, so that would allow Jim to go first. Make me a psychology roll, Simon, because that's the only way we're going to be able to determine whether or not you know he's going to come at you. That is a 63, so no. He takes me by surprise. He does. And so, uh, Mr. Fraser, if you'd like to give us a roll uh, with advantage. Fraser lunges at Simon, raises his hand with the pistol in it, and cracks the butt of the pistol down on Simon's temple. But he f- singularly fails to do. I rolled a 90 over th- over 36. Mm, that would, would not be too sure of that at all, Mr. Fraser. Uh, as I am well aware, our backers are huge fans of James Robert Frazier, and I will spend to make that a success through the hand of fate. Very well, so I suppose that's um, a surprise roll, which means Mr. Griffith does not get dodge, uh, and so that would be just roll damage. I will roll damage. What damage are you giving the uh, handle of a, of a revolver? I'll say d6. 
and just checking what my damage bonus is d4. So d4 and a d6. You're so lucky there. Uh, I rolled on my d6 a 1, and I rolled on my d4 a 1. Ooh. See, I knew Jim didn't have it in him. He clips me on the head. I'll just say that he doesn't hit you in the temple, Simon. What he does is he hits you in the ear. Yeah, I'm not going to forgive him for this one if it swells up and has to be needled by Paul later. Simon's taking it, and he's going to try and grapple Jim for the gun. And he's going to try and calmly say it, because he only got clipped. He didn't get majorly hit. He goes, Jim, you got to take care of Lady E. It's your job. I'm fighting back. All right. Go on, then. All right. So I'm grappling, so that's a brawl roll. That's an 89, which is a miss, and I am not spending the luck for it. 53, which is also a miss. Fair enough. So the two of you are are scuffling back and forth. And, um, yeah, we'll leave that there for the moment. And I suppose then I'll turn to uh, Maggie, who has run down Professor Courtney, run down Richard through the the woods here. And uh, I guess he he is running full tilt, which isn't very fast for the professor. You are running faster than him, obviously. When you catch the train or the car, what will you do with it? Uh, well, first I'm going to tackle it. So that's fighting roll. Okay. Oof, 64 over 40. So you reach out to grab him, to tackle him, and Richard, someone tries to tackle you from behind and you sort of move out of the way. It does amp up the panic in you a little bit because you feel like you're being chased. That's delight to get him. And Maggie takes, like, I feel like some knees and face full of dirt. Oh, yeah. Ash and trying to claw her way back up. You tumble a little bit and then you scrape and claw on the ground to get back to your feet. And this is, you know, this is, you can, you can handle Richard. You can get to him. You know, you can. Yeah. Richard, give me a constitution roll and you too as well. That seems fair. Ooh, 13 under 45. Wow, that's pretty good. That's a hard success. Richard rolled 62 over 60. Okay, so that's a failure on your con roll. So it is going to allow her time to catch up at the very least. So we'll play it forward. We'll go back to the car. Yeah, I I wouldn't say for you, Lady Elizabeth, anything changes with the men in front of you fighting. This is sort of an interesting play on the reality of, you know, one church versus another given their different belief systems it's something that's very sort of again brings you draws you in contemplatively and your, your shoulder you hear it's very interesting that they would continue to fight with one another don't you think yes but isn't that what they do what they've done for all of history wonderful to hide behind of course yes for their baser instincts if only they'd admit to what they're actually fighting over instead of hiding behind a pulpit a pulpit a prop one and the same gentlemen continue your fight that's a 97 which is not a fumble because i have a 50 but it is a fail that's a hard success Mm, very well go on then i shall do so in total four points of damage Simon, you don't want to, but um, you're going to probably have to start treating 
Jim a little more seriously now. You mean I'm going to have to kick him in the balls? Something, because he's definitely beginning to, to wear away at you. You can feel the strength in your body beginning to ebb. In this kind of paroxysms of fury, he's basically going to do exactly the same again. And that is a fumble. 98. Uh, so you were going to, what, continue to punch him? Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just battering at him with the butt of the pistol. Yeah, so uh, you, you slip and lose your grip on a fumble. And it isn't your grip on the pistol, and it isn't a grip on anything other than your right front leg, which you were, you're putting most of your force to fall forward on. And what happens is your knee gives out. That same knee that you had battered before gives out. And when it gives out, you fall forward with that blow and it lands on the hood of the car and you feel maybe two, possibly three knuckles pop against that car hood and you drop the pistol. Why don't you go ahead and deal yourself a D4? Two points of damage. Very good, sir. Your about was um, was two rounds, right? It was indeed. Yeah, so you begin coming out of it. Now <laughs> you've busted your hand up pretty bad. Um, so Simon, uh, any retort there? No, he's not retaliating. He would have dodged, but since he fumbled at this point and he's disarmed himself, he's just trying to pin him down. Uh, Simon's seen PTSD and other forms of madness during the war, so that's why he's not raising his voice to Fraser. He's just saying, you have a job and it's Lady E. You need to take care of her. Oh. Oh. What? What's going on? Who am I? Simon, is that you? Look, everything's gone to hell in a handbasket here, Jim. And you're the only one I can lean on to to know what to do is right. And Lady E is just standing there and the other two have zipped off. And we got to pull the group back together before some something happens. And there's voices and I don't know what the hell is going on. The spirit came out of the cave but it said it wasn't the spirit and I don't know what it is and I don't want to know what it is. So, um, yeah, let's just get everybody back together and get the fuck out of Italy. Do you mind? I'm so sorry, Simon. I don't know what came over me. You smacked me around a little. I'm so sorry, Simon. I, I don't know why I did that. You're quite right. We have to get everyone together. What's happened? Where, where's Maggie and, and Richard? Where have they gone? Uh, Jim, they have run off. I am not sure where they are. I will find them. I need you to handle Lady E and take care of the car situation. You take care of the car and Lady E, I'll find them. We'll round everybody up, get the truck, the car, everything back to Anton's and get on the feckin' train. You got that? I think he's still alive. That one. He just, he's moving. No, he ain't. Trust me, I took care of it. So, a a brief respite from that. Miss Bellinger. It seems the professor needs to work on his stamina a little. He's beginning to lag, and you're going to yet again catch up with him. I imagine, like, when Maggie falls and is kind of covered in some dirt and crud, that she her clawing is like a some sort of bobcat or cheetah, like, just absolutely, like, jumping at him. You probably come up with, with a, a ferocious hiss that, you know, comes out of your body as you try to claw back into speed. So am I rolling another fighting brawl then? You absolutely are. 3200 for Perfect. 
All right. Professor, dodge. Not if you would like to. Your brain is on fire. You're going to try to get away. 67 over 20. Uh, You get tackled and taken off your feet by a, not to belabor the point, but a mostly nude Miss Bellinger. Not completely. She's covered on the top. Falls to the ground. You do, with an oof. Too scared to look round, actually. He doesn't know who's 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 got him at all, so... Richard, are you okay? There's, Richard, there's... Uh, I have to make sure you're okay. And I'm, like, checking Richard all over as he's trying to, like, get away from underneath me. So, yes, you're, you're receiving a very excited pat-down to make sure that you're not harmed. Uh, uh, Maggie, Maggie, we must get away. They're, they're, they're coming after us. And they're on fire. There's fire everywhere. Richard, you weren't hurt, were you? Oh, my, I don't know what I would do if something happened to you, Richard. Let's run. The fire's going to get us. It'll catch up with us. It'll, it'll come through the trees. Richard, everything's, everything's burning. You're going to get hurt, Richard. I know. We must run. Run. Come on. Before it's too late. So you stand back up. Or try to. And Miss <laughs> Bellinger, you try to keep him protected. I'm holding him down. I'm going to ask for, you know, pose strength rolls. I think that is the best. Can I interject something here? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Maggie kisses Richard. I'm worried about him. I just caught him. I feel like this is the perfect time for this. No, no, that's fair. You take hold of Richard and you kiss him. This shatters whatever bout you had going on, Richard. Ooh, your phobia, the one that I've given you, remains. That fear does not end, but your sense of the need to flee, your panic drive ends. Yes, well, I suppose um, maybe the fire got them. Maybe the fire got them after all. Yes, nothing's burning. Yes, we might be okay. You're nothing, nothing bad has happened to you, has it? You're not hurt? Well, plenty of bad things have happened to me, but um, I think I'm in one piece at the moment, if that's what you mean. But yes, it does seem that they're all here. Your arms and your legs and your head's still on your body. How about you? I kind of zoned out in the cave and I don't really remember what happened, if I'm honest. Oh, I'm fine. I found the leg. And this knife. Oh, right. Probably best be putting that away. That You, you could slip and fall on that. I wouldn't. It couldn't hurt you. I would never hurt you, Richard. Oh no, no. I mean, I'm uh, I'm purely looking out for you. Uh, did nobody ever tell you not to run with scissors? I I think it applies to knives as well. I'm gonna pan back. Uh, so I would ask then, Mister Fraser, when you now that you've come out of it, and and you can see sort of everything that's happened, you do a check on Lady Elizabeth. That's going eventually going to come to mind when he stands back up to his feet, shakes his head clear all this chaos out of it you will absolutely head up towards Lady Elizabeth your ladyship your, your ladyship are you, are you, are you alright what, what, what's that what, what happened just a natural cleansing Mr. Fraser that's all what we have to go come come we have to go we have, we have to find the others uh, go where exactly to the farmhouse we, we need to we need to get our belongings, and we need to leave Italy immediately. Are you telling me what to do, Mr. Fraser? Of course not, Your Ladyship. I'm suggesting it would be in our best interests uh, at this moment 
uh, if we were to uh, remove ourselves from uh, from this location, uh, the scene of this chaos and carnage. Yes, I suppose. It's not safe for you here, your ladyship. <laughs> not safe for me, looking at the burning bodies. Truly. If, if more come, if you're found, I, I dread to think what would happen. Please. They all have the same problems, Mr. Fraser. All hiding behind the same lies. You'd know something about that. And just start marching off towards the truck. What is going on? Um, do I think, looking at the car, do I think that if Simon and I put in a concerted effort, we would be able to get it back up on the road and running? Or is it a goner? And Should we just cut our losses and, and see if we can get the van going? The biggest trouble you're going to have is not just the, the physical it's going to be the mechanical portion of it. So when you get a good look with the lights, the torches you now have available, <laughs> that and the additional ambiance of the burning trees nearby, the issue is going to be is that back right wheel is is cracked. Well, he's already pursuing the professor and Maggie, which if you would like me to, I can make a tracking roll or if I caught which direction Maggie went, because I probably didn't see the professor run since I was executing the other two. Yeah, I would say it would be a track roll, but it probably would be a hard track roll to, to track them down in the immediate sense. I will I will try. I will spend the one point of luck to make that. I rolled a 16. I have a 30 track. Okay. Yeah, they are roughly ahead back toward Trieste. They veered into some of the woods to your what would be the west, northwest. And so you're going to have to, you think, likely go off the trail and into the woods here. Which Simon will. I mean, he's limping at this point. He's got his cane. This all sucks shit, but um, he's doing the best he can at this point, trying to keep the party together, and he will go into the woods after them. Okay. So I suppose... Fraser, you're going to potentially consider your um, vehicular options at this point? Yeah, I mean, if there's anything in the car, I'll kind of grab it. I'll follow on down the road towards this this truck. It's not the truck that's tough to get to. Of course, it's just beyond the guard shack there. But um, you do have to walk past two burned men. Yeah, I kind of, I shoot them a brief glance as I go past and sort of shake my head and with a heavy heart carry on the way. This is the worst possible outcome as far as Fraser's concerned to the whole situation. It's all just gone horribly, horribly wrong. Nobody was supposed to get hurt. Nobody was supposed to die. Certainly not in this kind of way. I think it'll probably take a moment to just check out this little... Just like a little hut they've got, yeah. Yeah, inside are two rifles that are propped up against the side of the uh, the walls here. And just right behind the the seats here, there's a game in the middle of a card game here that's waiting for them to come back to, one which will never be completed. And just along the side of this table, this card table, you see a a magazine 
Some sort of reading material has been brought out here. Pictures of the countryside. Looks like there's some sort of classified ad there for um, buying and selling of land. One of them was reading. So I think Fraser's going to take the two rifles, take some ammunition as well. Uh, is there a radio in this? Yes, sir. There is a radio in this hut. Okay, he is going to pull the battery out or disable it. And then after a moment's thought, he's going to walk walk back to the car, the automobile that, um, that they came in. Mm-hmm. And look at the bodies there. On the road here where the two bodies have, have been burned, are there like scorch marks all over the road and, and that kind of thing? It's honestly a little worse than that. The heat, which did most of the damage to them, burned at such a temperature that it bubbled all of their internal organs and cooked them from the inside out at the same time. He's not looking at the bodies. He's, he's kind of more looking at, at the road because he's trying to figure out a way of making this look less bizarre. And the best he can come up with is to somehow get the car up onto the road beside the bodies and set fire to it. Yeah, it's probably the best scenario in an attempt to hide what happened here. But that means getting the car up out of the ditch, and he's not sure if he can do that on his own. I'm going to go back, and everyone's already gone up ahead of me, so they're a wee ways off. I'm going to go back and just see if I can, on my own, manage to push this car back up onto the road. Uh, be a hard strength roll, or it would be a hard drive auto. Hard strength roll is my my best option for that, I think. So he roll up his sleeves, get get behind, turn the wheel so that front wheels, uh, the steering wheel, so the front wheels are pointing towards the road. Get behind the car and just put his back into it and try and shift it up onto the road. Uh, that is nowhere near. I could push it, I suppose, couldn't I? You could, if you told me how you were pushing it. Is, is Simon anywhere within view or earshot or anything? No, no, nobody about? Not nobody. Lady Elizabeth is about, and uh, that's about it. So I think I will push this if I can, and this is a very dicey move. And I think the way the way that I'll, I'm going to push it is, I've kind of seen that it's just too heavy for me to to move just by kind of standing behind it and pushing it. So I think the only way I can I can try and do it is see if I can get if I can find a branch, use that as a as a lever shove it underneath the car and use my full weight to kind of lever the car up on, onto the road. All right. That's reasonable. I wish you the best of luck in this, of course. I rolled a zero one. Ooh, very good. Take five points of luck. On any uh, zero one, there's a little additional gift from the keeper. So congratulations. You managed to physically, with all the fiber of your being exert your will and lift it and it is not enough to lift it out until you feel a cool and calm hand take your shoulder and put their own hand ghostly white on the same tree branch (gasps) what 
and you feel a calming and loving, a warm presence. Take your shoulder, James. Do I recognize this presence? You recognize the visage, but you do not recognize the person in totality. What you see is a being made of a thousand moons. The glow that emanates from them is spectacular. And you watch as they help you with your burden. Dear Lord in heaven above, angels and ministers of grace protect us. Get the car back up on the road. It moves back over. Push it over towards those two bodies. Stagger back. He's almost in a dream. He doesn't really... He's not sure if he believes what's happening or not. Grab the the other man that Simon knifed. Drag him over. Dump him up against the side of the, the car. Pull the cap off the, uh, the petrol tank. Tear off a rag of clothing from, from somewhere, probably from one of the, the dead bodies. Stuff it in the tank. And with his his trusty pipe lighter, he will set fire to the rag and then just walk away from the car. I would imagine at some stage as he's approaching the hut again in the truck, there is a blossoming of orange flame and a a kaboom. Yeah, a, a boom that heads out over everywhere into the woods beyond where, Simon, you've caught up with two slowly walking figures who are heading back in the uh, forms of Professor Courtney and Miss Bellinger. Professor, Miss Maggie, are you two all right? I think we've regained our our composure, Simon. Uh, I'm glad you have. I was worried about you two. You mind walking back with me? We need to grab a ride over to Anton's. We don't have a ton of time to spare before the sun comes out. Is the, the fire gone? Uh, you know what? I wasn't paying attention to that. Let's just get back, all right? We, we got time. It's an issue here, okay? There's an enormous knot on the side of his head, like someone punched him in the side of the head. It's welling up, you can see. I, I kind of need Paul and a good sleep on the Orion Express right now, and y'all are, are keeping me from there and here. At the same time, you know, understand what I'm saying? I think we might all need that. Yes, a nice two-week holiday somewhere, quiet, without any people and fire and cars and guns and knives. And and we're going to go into the Balkans and nothing ever bad happens in the Balkans. Lady E's already at the truck at this point and she's poking around it with her stick and making sure that there's no <laughs> crucifixes or Bibles or anything of the sort in this awful people's truck. Yeah, we head to the head to the truck too. You all head to the truck in various states and after various circumstances. Your plan then is to head carefully back to the residence of one Anton, a simple farmer. My first plan is to see what's in these crates in the back of the truck. Oh, the stuff that's in the back of the crates, I won't belabor the point of how you get them open. There there would be a way, a knife, etc., to, to pry them open. 
they're not they're not actually nailed down by anything too sturdy. So uh, if you break them open, there are food rations in them, military rations. And then there are also in the other one there there is a excess of ammunition for the rifles. Now, who'd like to drive to Anton's? Oh, I can drive. Fantastic. Richard looks mortified but says nothing. Ooh. Okay, 22 under 40. So you make a rather careful and calm drive back to Anton's. You stick to the outskirts just like you did before. And you are able to get to the farmhouse. And if you'd like, secure the truck inside the farmhouse as to keep it out from being noticed from anyone possibly walking by. We should leave a note for Anton about that, by the way. Should we? Well, I think so. He would be very confused if he comes back and his car's gone and there's a truck in its place. There won't be a truck because we need to take the truck to get to the train. Oh, well, then we should leave him a note about the car being gone. I was paying that some thought. I mean, we can't very well take this truck back through the checkpoint if there's anyone there when we leave. I mean, I can't begin to imagine what would happen I can't imagine it would be good either way would the investigators like to rest at Anton's tonight I think that would be a good idea we probably should what time is it checking your watch it's about this point it's about half two so we already missed the train, so we might as well rest. We'll have a look and see when the next train is. Next train out of Trieste is... No, I'm not going back to Trieste. So Ljubljana is the next station on the line that you could go to. It arrives there around just after midnight. And then if you cycle down in the Orient Express schedule, it leaves for Zagreb, which is a couple hours away, just right after 1 a.m. in the morning. So we've missed that one. You have. What time's the next one? <laughs> uh, so if you were to pick up and go to try to drive to Zagreb, you're talking hours. What time's the, the next the next train from that station? That's Orient Express would be at... There's an arrival just after midnight. Right, so it's only one a day at 1am. At one, at one yeah, going going that direction, yep. How long would it take to drive to Zagreb? Probably take you roughly three to three and a half hours to drive there. I'll drive and get some sleep in the back of the truck. I don't think we should stay in Italy any longer than we have to. I don't think we should stay overnight. It'll give the back shirts time to discover what's happened up the road. I think we just need to get out of here. We can rest later. I'm assuming Paul is all okay with this. He's not freaking out. He's not been at all talked to yet. I mean, he's likely asleep when you arrive at the house. I'm going to wake up Paul first fucking thing. Because Simon's at 10% of his health and he looks like shit. Oh, um. You see him rub his eyes. Oh, you're back. Oh, great. What happened to you? I hurt real bad. First, there were some creepy crawlies. Then there were some cults. 
and then Jim smacked me to hell and back. I'd like to sleep and I'd like to make sure I wake up. Could you make sure I wake up, please? I'd, I'd really appreciate it. Go and sit down in the living room. I'll be right. I'll be right there. You see him get out of bed and begin moving about Anton's house. <sighs> My. Oh, uh, Miss Billinger. Yes, Paul. Have you seen my bags? Do you remember where I put them? Just need to find some clothing. Yes. It's just right, right, right over there. Oh, thank you, Paul. I've got some bumps in the scripts, but I think I'll be fine. Understood. He continues over to Simon. Quite the party you're leading, Lady Elizabeth. Yes, well, it was uh, more of a soiree. I could tell. So after uh, a little while, and I'll just say, you'll bracket that, right? The first aid that gets rolled on you, which is more the more immediate thing, Simon, does allow you to recover a hit point. Because I'm assuming that the characters from what they've said are probably going to be leaving Anton's house very quickly. There will not be time for a medicine roll proper. Because medicine takes a little time. Simon completely understands this. He wants his trunk packed. He wants Mr. Thompson put away, and he would like to sleep if someone else will drive. He's going to nap in his bandages like a freaking mummy. Is there anyone else with immediate needs? I mean, Maggie actually is down like 50% of her hit points. The discerning Paul will obviously sense that, or at least see it. I'm fine, Paul. Don't worry about me. Just worry about everyone else. It'll be fine. I have the leg, and I found this knife, and clothes fell right off me. You feel like crap, though. Yeah. Miss Bellinger, heal a hit point as Paul gives you a successful first aid. Clothing is acquired. Your All of your trunks, all of your items are here. They are, as you see them, essentially stacked and ready to go because the plan was, after Richard brought them back, was for Paul to basically make everything ready when you guys were done, which he's done, and then he fell asleep because he got bored. Well, very well. Shall we head out? I can help uh, move some of these, uh, well, the steamer trunks anyway, into the... How are we getting out of here? We're going in a truck, Paul. I'll give you a hand and I'll, I'll explain as we go. We don't want to stay here much longer. Okay. Okay, sure. We've had a, a, a rough night. You hear Paul start sniffing the air. Oh. I'll explain as we go. Come on. You take that end, I'll take this. He helps you with the trunks. Before we leave, Maggie will be the one that like gets out her stationery and writes Anton a little letter about sorry for the mess. Sorry for your stuff we took. The car's gone. We were going to replace it with the truck we found, but we didn't. Sorry. Watch out for the black shirts. I ran over as many as I could. Maggie, I'm, I'm slightly, slightly nervous. If, if somebody reads that letter and it's not Anton it could place us in uh, a little bit of hot water I think well I don't have to sign it I could just put your friends yeah okay uh, that's fine you make a, a quick note and the rest of you prepare to go now the truck is a flatbed in effect oh right I assumed it was a covered one the front cab, of course, is covered. 
two seats, possibly three because it's a bench. And so there will be some picking and choosing. Paul grabs some extra blankets to put down in the back and pillows from the house. I think Maggie Maggie would want to be as close to the chest with the simulacrum pieces as possible. And also I'd probably have my new leg out and I'd be like holding it while we were riding. Yeah, unfortunately, you can you can tell already the fix and feeling that the leg is giving you. You can feel that sort of sciatic pain that runs down your right leg now. The pins and needles haven't gone away. Now that there's no direct sort of stabbing fear that something terrible was going to happen, that you were going to lose somebody you cared about, all that additional feeling, it just suddenly everything hurts. Everything. And in that pain, I know I'm still alive. And that is where I'm going to choose to end this episode. Okay, so now that we've put that portion of the campaign to close, uh, we are going to do a little investigator rewards for our Orient Express investigators who have recovered another piece of the simulacrum. But first, because they returned the medallion and were able to return the medallion, I'm going to give them. 1d6 points of sanity back for finally completing Winkleman's set of medallions just in a sort of different way. Uh, So you can only take five points of sanity for that reward. Nice. Congratulations. Some of you desperately need it. (laughs) And for recovering the right leg of the Sedekbar Simulacrum, you will gain an additional two points. Miss Bellinger, if you collect the next piece, mm-hmm. you'll have collected all of them. I like Pokemon. Kinda, except different. Do you get a special prize? Oh, yes. yes. She explodes. <laughs> I choose Ooh. you, Sedefkar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll just say for, for a rousing good job of getting through Italy, which of course is fun, but at the same time it was very dangerous. I'm going to award an additional D three points of sanity for, we'll just say a good middle portion. And that's two points. So, as the investigators make their way back out of Trieste and Italy, hopefully for the last time, we wish them good luck in the path ahead. So thank you for joining us on this episode of Horror on the Orient Express. We truly appreciate your listening ears. <laughs>